Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Double Take. I am Rick. And I'm Lori. We are the Fries. And we are brought to you by Stream Race Network and Oneness Ministries. Oneness-Ministries.org is where you go to find out more about us. Yep, and we're on Facebook and Instagram and X, and I also post on several Grace related pages on facebook mm-hmm. jesus new covenant religion free fellowship and gangstas of grace <laughs> <laughs> that's how they spell it so you got to say it you got to say it that way mm-hmm. and we're also members of network 220 if you guys know what that is it's an organization headed up by andrew farley and uh we're part of that too yes we are everywhere well mostly 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 yeah well, we've been doing a series mm-hmm. called The Character of God. Yep. And we've been talking about the goodness of God. We have been talking about the goodness of God. And we last week we did something on the, the obstacles that keep us from believing that goodness. And I believe we proved that they weren't obstacles. Proved? Proved. We proved. <laughs> know what that that's radio is. talk you don't understand <laughs> i'm glad i don't understand <laughs> and this week's topic is it is finished yeah that's where you start yes it's kind of similar to ralph harris so we just kind of moved it changed it a little bit yep. anyway so if you're wondering how it is finished is connected to the character of god because that's the series we're in mm-hmm. then here's a verse for you and we read it on the last one actually second peter 1 3 Amplified for his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. He's provided everything we need for our life. So his character is provider and he proved it by finishing everything for us. When Jesus cried out his last words on the cross, what was he what was he announcing the completion of or was he announcing the beginning of something hmm. yes what, what was finished and what had just begun for the new to begin something had to conclude mm-hmm. um there's a gentleman named Paul Ellis and he has a website called escape to reality.org mm-hmm. Um, oh, and something we forgot to mention, we do have study guides for every one of these podcasts. Yes. So if you send uh, your email and name to me, um, lfry at oneness-ministries.org, I will put you on the list and we will uh, send you these uh, articles and ref- and uh, links to the to the stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, so anyway, Paul Ellis, um, he calls this particular verse the number one verse on the Old Covenant. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and voluntarily gave up his spirit. That's John 19.30. So he's saying that it is finished pretty much sums up the old covenant. Yes. And I I love that. I think that's true. So I looked up um, the word, uh, the original word for it is finished in the Blue Letter Bible. And it's teleo. And it translates to it is finished, and it's uh, Strong's number G5055 if you want to look it up. But the definition is to bring to a close, to finish, to end, past, finished, to perform, execute, complete, fulfill, so that the thing done corresponds to what has been said, um, like 
you know, a prophecy, mm-hmm. uh, the order and the command to carry out the contents of a command. And he, uh, Blue Letter Bible comments, Christ satisfied God's justice by dying for all to pay for the sins of the elect. These sins can never be punished again since that would violate God's justice. Sins can only be punished once, either by a substitute or by yourself. Amen. So what was finished? Um, Because it's three little words, and uh, often there's more to it as usual than what we think. One of the things that he finished was all of the prophecies of the Old Testament. He fulfilled them all. Yeah, he fulfilled them, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a quote um, on BibleGateway.com on an article about this. And this uh, Felicia Masonheimer, we've got the link in in the study notes. She said, scholars have concluded that Jesus fulfilled anywhere from 300 to 570 Old Testament prophecies. And we've got the link to the rest of this for you. But, I mean, 300 to 570, what are the odds that he's not the Messiah? <laughs> um, and he, uh, in John 17, 4, in the Amplified, Jesus said, I have glorified you down here on the earth. He's, he's praying right before his crucifixion. I've glorified you down here on the earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. And then Mark fifteen thirty seven. I love the way the Amplified puts this. He said that Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed out his life. He breathed out his life. His life was spent fulfilling the law and fulfilling all the prophecies and um, all of these other things that we're going to talk about, what he finished. At that finish, what was begun? And the first thing that we came up with is he put away sin all sin. This is what ended. Yeah. This. Oh, oh I'm sorry. This yeah. is what ended. Ending and then the beginning. Okay. But. He put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. For Christ has not entered to the holy of holies made with hands, which are, which are the figures. This is why I don't like New King James. Yeah. <laughs> it's Christ, too wordy. It's Christ, Hebrews 9, 24 through yeah, 26. Yeah. For Christ has entered into the holy of holies made with hands, which not- are figures of the true but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of god for us not yet that he should offer himself often nor yet sorry i'm sorry changes the meaning a bit yep nor yet that he should offer himself often even as the high priest enters into the holy of holies every year with the blood of others for then he must have suffered often since the foundation of the world but now once the end of all of the world has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. I think I want to read that last part again because it's so important. But now once in the end of the world, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. How many sins? All of them. All of them. Past, present, future? Yes. The past ones, the present ones, and the future ones. Their sin is resolved. You're no longer under it. It's no longer a part of you. You can no longer call yourself a, a sinner saved by grace. <laughs> nope, you're a saint. The other thing that, which we've already talked about, that had completed was that he, Jesus, only Jesus kept the law fully. 
Do not think that I came to do away with or undo the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For I assure you and most solemnly say to you, until heaven and earth has passed away, not the smallest letter or stroke of the pen will pass from the law until all things which it foreshadows are accomplished. Which that's, is what Jesus did. That's Matthew five seventeen through 18. Mm-hmm, and that's amplified. That's amplified. And we'll talk more about that. But it says, um, well, we'll get into that in a minute. The other thing is the finished work of Jesus was done on our behalf. He does not need, as though high priest, to offer up sacrifice daily, first for his own sins and then for the sins of people's sins. For he did this once for all when he offered himself, Hebrews 7.27. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right of God. Hebrews 12, 10, 12. Their sins, their iniquities, I will remember no more. Hebrews 10, 17. These are such important verses. Their sins, their iniquities, I will remember no more. Well, and he's talking about what the priests used to have to do for the nation of Israel. Yes. That they had to keep offering the sacrifices over and over and over again. Well, Jesus did it once. Yes. That's the main point. He offered one sacrifice for sins forever. Which was himself. Which was himself. That's it. Yeah. There's a verse, and I can't remember the address, that says that the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. And you quoted it, something that Andrew Farley said. Mm-hmm. And... And so our debt was paid in full. That was completed at the cross. When you were dead in your sins and in, your, in, 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 the, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, worldly matter of life, God made you alive together with Christ, having freely forgiven us all our sins, having canceled the certificate of debt, casting, consisting, consisting of legal demands which were enforced against us and which were hostile to us. And this certificate he set aside and completely removed by nailing it to the cross. Colossians 2, 13 and 14. The debt was paid. He set it aside and completely removed it. Yep. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the statement this also from Hebrews is that the old is but a shadow of the new. Now the word shadow is intriguing to me because a shadow has no substance. Mm -hmm. And so this thing of no substance has been removed. Therefore let no one judge you in food or in drink or in respect of a feast or of a new moon or of the Sabbaths for these are a shadow of the things to come but the body is of Christ. Colossians two sixteen and 17. So all of the customs and uh, traditions in the law were just a shadow. They looked forward to when Christ came. Yes. And now he came. And we no longer have to practice. Them. And you don't need the shadow anymore yeah. when you've got the real thing. That's right. Um, well, the real thing lives in you. You yeah. become the substance. Yeah. 
Let me I'll, let me read this one. Okay. Um, this is Hebrews 10.1, again amplified. For since the law has only a shadow, just a pale representation of the good things to come, not the very image of those things, it can never, by offering the same sacrifices continually year after year, make perfect those who approach its altars. The law, everything in the old covenant pointed to the new covenant. Um he he did away with all of that. He gave himself, and it was enough. Or as Andrew Farley also says, the cross worked. The cross worked. Mm-hmm. Matthew twenty seven fifty one. Then he said, well, "I think you skipped one." No, I didn't. Yes, you did. That one right there. Oh, thank you. That's an important one. It's Hebrews ten nine. It's nine and ten. Mm-hmm. And then he said, "Lo, I come to do your will, O God." He takes away the first so that he may establish the second. By this, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus once for all. He had to do away with the first Mm -hmm. so that he may establish the second. The old covenant has to end before the new one can come in. And then Matthew twenty seven fifty one, and this is pretty important. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. And we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in more depth in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that was finished as well, when Jesus completed the work by fulfilling the law, the law was finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this, that the law was given to Israel it was not given to Gentiles, but um, I believe that it's finished, finished for everybody. Um, Romans ten four in the Amplified says, For Christ is the end of the law, the limit at what it ceases to be, for the law leads up to him who is the fulfillment of its types, and in him the purpose which it was designed to accomplish is fulfilled. That is, the purpose of the law is fulfilled in him as the means of righteousness, right relationship to God for everyone who trusts in and adheres to and relies on him. So I think Christ is the end of the law is pretty clear, mm-hmm. even in all different translations. Um, I love this. I think uh, we had this same verse earlier in New King James, but I like the Amplified. So <laughs> Colossians 2.15. I mean, it's just so... I'll just read it. Just read it. Having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note, the bond with its legal decrees and demands, which was in force and stood against us, hostile to us. This note with its regulations, decrees and demands, he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to his cross. God disarmed the principalities and powers that were raged ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over, triumphing over them in him and in it the cross. Now, canceled and blotted and wiped away. That's, that's a lot. Set aside, completely cleared out of the way by nailing it to the cross. That sounds pretty permanent and pretty violent, actually. Mm-hmm. So... Um, See, Colossians 2.17 Amplified, such things are only the shadow of things that are to come, and they have only a symbolic value, but the reality, the substance, the solid fact of what is foreshadowed, the body of it belongs to Christ. Amen. So again, that's the same verse, but it's nice to get a different flavor from different translations, and 
that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, one of the other things that he ended was sin consciousness. And I don't think we talk about this enough. No, we don't. Um, I'm going to read Hebrews 9, 12 to 14. Uh, I guess this is this, another verse that we did the same, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. He went once for all into the Holy of Holies of heaven, not by virtue of the blood of goats and calves, by which to make reconciliation between God and man, but his own blood, having found and secured a complete redemption and everlasting release for us. For if the mere sprinkling of unholy and defiled persons with blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a burnt heifer is sufficient for the purification of the body, how much more surely shall the blood of Christ, who by virtue of his eternal spirit, his own preexistent divine personality, has offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God, purify our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances to serve the ever-living God. Amen. If we are free from sin, then we don't have to think about it. Hmm. We don't get to have to do the lifeless observances, the, the traditions of man or of church or whatever. It's He wants us to, be, if we're free from sin, Okay, I may have said this before, but I'm going to say it again. If somebody came to you and said, I'm going to pay off all of your financial debt, and more than that, I'm going to pay off every single future financial need you're going to have. If somebody told you that, how often would you think about money? Doesn't that sound nice? Never. Never. (laughs) That's the point. So Jesus came and he said, I'm going to pay off every sin debt you have ever had, and and I've taken care of every sin you haven't even come up with yet. So stop thinking about sin. If if we if we are in tune with the Spirit, the ideal life, just like Jesus did, he said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. Mm-hmm. Walking by the Spirit is listening to him every moment. It's not about bad or good, right or wrong, eating from the wrong tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So sin consciousness is not a part of who we are either. Right. And I, I, I don't know who I'm quoting when I say this, but the the it the sin is taken away and it's so complete it's as if they never happened yeah it's you have as a new past if, you say that a lot we have a yeah, new past it's as if they never happened they are no longer attached to you mm-hmm. you can no longer now i i have regrets of things that I've done, and that's those memories we talked about in the other podcast. Mm-hmm. But I am not guilty. Yep. I am free from guilt. I am judged righteous. Without sin consciousness, we are free to believe the truth about who we are. Who we now are. Um, before we go there, the, the verse above, and I again, it's one, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's Hebrews 10, one through two and amplified, but one of the, it's talking about the year after your sacrifices. And this version says, since the worshipers had once for all been cleansed, they would no longer have any guilt or consciousness of sin. Amen. So so we have once for all been cleansed. So just like Rick just said, we have no guilt. Guilt is not a part of your new Mm -hmm. identity and we don't have to have a consciousness of sin. And we don't have shame. Yeah. Those are guilt and shame is not from God. Yep. He does not use those. Mm-hmm. 
um, I think we can probably skip that verse. It's Hebrews 10, 9 through 10, but it talks again about he, he does away with and annuls the first, uh, the former order as a, uh, so that he might inaugurate and establish the second. Mm -hmm. It's talking about, he had to fulfill the first to, so that the second covenant could start. Yes. And we are under the second covenant and that's it. Yes. Um, so the old covenant had to end before the new covenant could begin, and it couldn't end until it was fulfilled. Now, if we go back to that verse earlier about where Jesus said he didn't come to fulfill it, he said, or to abolish it, he came to fulfill it. He had to fulfill it before it was abolished. Yes. Um, we've listened to a podcast called uh, Growing in Grace with Joel Brzezinski and Mike Kapler, and they have done a really great job talking about this. Um so go back and listen to them. Um, let me read this again from Paul Ellis of Escape to Reality. I've mentioned him before. This is what he's written. The old covenant, which was based on law, was how God related to the nation of Israel. The new covenant, which is based on grace, is how God relates to everybody, including the Jews. The old covenant came into effect at Mount Sinai through Moses, Israel's representative, while the new covenant came into effect on Mount Calvary through Christ, humanity's representative. Um, on the night before his death, the Son of God announced a new covenant in my blood in Luke twenty-two twenty, He was literally declaring his last will and testament, a new covenant that would come into effect when he died, Hebrews nine sixteen through 17. Um, in every way, the new covenant is superior to the old. The old covenant failed because it hinged on your imperfect in obedience, but the new covenant endures because it is founded on Christ's perfect obedience Amen. unto death. Amen. The old covenant says you'll be blessed if you do good, but the new declares we are blessed because God is good. <laughs> the old covenant warns that you'll be punished if you do bad, but the new declares that in Christ you are eternally unpunishable. The old covenant began when Moses received the law, but it ended when Christ fulfilled it. Amen. And I think that's an important point is the law is ended. It has been abolished, taken away, crucified. It's gone. Amen. So what's the new that has begun? That's all the stuff that he finished. So what's new, Rick? Hey, Rick, what's new? Okay, I'm going. I'm not going to read the verses. I'm no. going to give them to you, but I'm going to state what began. Salvation began at the cross. Mm. Ephesians 1, 5. The forgiveness of all sins, because Hebrews 8, 12, because the cross is a, is a finished work. There is nothing left for us to do but to say yes. And thank you. And thank you. <laughs> Colossians 2, 14. The record of our debt was canceled. It's gone. It's gone. Matthew 5, 27, 51. The mm -hmm. law was Matthew fulfilled. Matthew 27, 51. That's what I said. Oh, you said 5, 27, 51. Whatever. Whatever. I'm hearing things, maybe. <laughs> maybe you should just go ahead. The law was fulfilled. <laughs> the law was fulfilled. Mm -hmm. That little detail about the rip starting at the top is not insignificant. The destruction of the barrier that separated us from God starts on his end. You're talking about the curtain in the temple? Yes. Okay. That was ripped in two. Yes. He took action on our behalf. He just he doesn't just come to live inside you. It's actually his good pleasure to do so. Hmm. When that veil was ripped, 
from top to bottom, the Holy Spirit left the box and he came to live in you. And we become and became the holy place. You are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 5.17, we became new creations. The old passed away. We were, we were crucified with Christ, and we, was, we were raised up with Christ, a new creation. And the last one, which I've already said, we became the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. John 14.17. So the new creation is like a whole new species. You weren't just refurbished. You're you're brand new. You're brand new. You're brand new. You, a lot of I ask believers a lot. What does that mean? And we don't understand. And I don't know that we can understand all of it. Mm-hmm. But you are new. Um, and so because everything because it's finished because he said it is finished, that is where our new start happens because he finished all of it. He provided everything we needed. And it doesn't seem quite fair that all we have to do is say yes. But uh, it is. It is. So it's finished, and so is this podcast. (laughs) See how I did that? You did. That That was was great. Hey, thank you guys for watching and listening. Mm -hmm. Um, If you enjoyed this and you received something from it, please consider going to our website and supporting us. We could certainly use it. And share us with your friends and give us a good review on the, wherever you're listening to the podcast yes. and uh, interact with us on Facebook. Yes. Oneness-Ministries.org. Yeah. Well, that's not Facebook. That's the website. Oh, that's the website. But that's okay, too. Yeah. So, anyway. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya.